Welcome, 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 welcome back. Today's, what, Wednesday, March 29th, uh, day three of Ravens Daily. <laughs> uh, we made it to three shows. Uh, I appreciate everybody for coming through who spent Monday, Tuesday with me. Um, I want to say thank you to start off with. Uh, we made it to Wednesday. The, I had an incredible amount of nerves Monday. Yesterday was better. And today I feel like uh, like my regular self as far as hosting this show. I was completely nervous that it would be a bust, but that's the, I guess that's my little taste of anxiety popping up. Uh, but I appreciate everybody for coming through. It means a lot. Um, I know that first day was going to jump off because of what happened that morning, and yesterday was kind of what I thought the norm would be. So um, today, you know, I, I'm kind of expecting a little – a uh, situation like yesterday, we we had about 75 to 100 people in here, which was the goal, and um, I think it'll continue to grow. And I, you know, like I said, Monday was Monday was Deshaun Watts. <laughs> Monday was the anomaly because of um, what happened with LJ, John Harbs, and and all that. So um, I want to send a you know uh, do a little roll call before we get into it, and um, do it like that. You know, just see who all in the chat box, see who all came out. And before we before we get started, um, first of all, I think Ramy Ramy Senior was in here first. Appreciate it. What up? I saw you when I was uh, doing the um, the stuff to my to my uh, chat box to you know to get what I needed there. Um, Steven, I see you. Uh, Brandon was good. Uh, Dwayne Hunter said he he loved the topic for the day. Uh, pay the bills. Malik, uh, I think Malik said the same thing. He loved the topic for the day. Uh, what up, DDSQ? Later distinction. Big Reg. Anand, Johnny, Matt D, appreciate you guys. Jared, appreciate it, appreciate it, appreciate it. Miss Sandy, thank you for coming through. Um, so let, let's get this thing fired up a little bit. Let's get it fired up. First off, obviously, you know, we have our Jane Doe comment of the day. So that's what we're going to start at. See the website, I got the website highlighted. So, you know, when, it's, when you're ready. Jane Doe uh, Fry High Days, and the website will kind of tell you what, what's going on right there. So make sure you get a chance to go over there and check that out and uh, support our sponsor. But the comment of the day comes from, let me get myself together. The comment of the day, there it is. The comment of the day comes from E apostrophe C D. If Lamar leaves, then yes. And I obviously know the topic is do we need to change you in the front office? Uh, and that meant coaches and or um, management. And man, by management, I mean uh, team president. I know he just got there, and I don't really think he do much nothing. But EDC Harbaugh mainly. That's mainly who the topic is about, EDC and Harbaugh. Um, but I didn't want to leave anybody else out that you may want to throw into that group. He says, if Lamar leaves, then yes, we need to change. If Lamar stays, then no. The things that need to change coaching-wise have. McDonald's is a good is good, despite a lot of people raging over another Harbaugh hire. Uh we shall see with Munkin. Yeah, you know, with, with Munkin is yet to be determined because he hasn't they haven't played a snap under Munkin yet, so we don't know if it was a good hire or bad hire. Nobody knows. Right now it's you know, they got a guy in there that's adaptable. He's proven that he's adaptable in um a bunch of different ways. So, you know, let's let's give Munkin a chance to see what he can do with the offense. Now Granted, with Lamar, it's probably going to be better. Without, it's going to be tough. But, you know, that's a topic for every other day and probably some today, too. <laughs> Harbaugh, he said, Harbaugh is a great leader. 
who can be held back? See, Harbaugh is a great leader who can be held back or carried by the anatomy that gives it, he gives his coordinators. Now, that's true. I think he gave um, Greg Roman too, too much leeway, too much leeway. Appreciate it. Appreciate that I get to that. Matter of fact, let me get to that now. I'm going to stop for a second. Um, I missed, and I need to, I want to apologize. I missed Hendo's daughter when she signed, uh, when she subscribed the other day. And I, and I normally hit everybody that does that on stream and I missed hers. So I do want to go back and say welcome, uh, Jasmine Lene. I missed it during the round table, but I got it, I got it right there. I also want to say thank you to, you're not that guy, pal, has, <laughs> has subscribed <laughs> with the crying, um, Emoji. I, well, I feel like that's going to be a troll coming. <laughs> so, but if it's not, I appreciate you for coming through. But again, again, uh, we'll see. I think he stu- he uh, he lasted too long. He let Roman hang around too long. You know, not, and not to say Roman a bad dude, but sometimes people just a change is needed. They run their course with you, and and it's it's nobody does anything wrong. It just the message gets stale. The the kids, or not the kids, the, the players are not um, reacting to your voice anymore. Your voice doesn't hold weight, and sometimes a change is needed. And that don't necessarily mean you did anything wrong. It's just you've extended your stay past what needs to be there. And so, you know, that's kind of what I felt happened with uh, Roman. Uh, EDC has been fine, not amazing, but compared to the league, he's in the top half. He just isn't Ozzy, but who is? Biggest thing is when does Bashadi retire? That's when things would change. And the funny thing is, um, he says, compared, uh, he is not Ozzy, but who he is? You know, Ozzy had his struggles a little bit too. But Ozzy, like, because Ozzy came out the gate swinging with them first, that first draft, that first draft was legendary. First draft was legendary. You get J.O. and Ray, <laughs> legendary. So, and, you know, he just kind of stacked, stacked on top of that, stacked on top of that. And, um, you know, EDC, you gotta give him, you gotta give him time. You gotta give him time, and I, I give him, I give him hassles too. I give him hassles too, but you gotta give him time. You can't comparing him to Ozzy is tough because, like I said, Ozzy did it twenty plus years. EDC is in year three or four, so it is. You know, <laughs> give give him a minute. Uh, the biggest thing is when does Bashada retire? It's hard to retire when you the money man. It's hard to retire and you the guy that the money, like you're the bottom line guy. It's hard. <laughs> And you ain't physically got to do much of nothing but make decisions. It's, it's going to be hard to retire. Hard, hard, hard. <laughs> so that's the um, Jane Doe comment of the day. And we'll talk, we'll look at, you know, some stats related to that. And we talk about Harbs. So since Harbs is probably going to be the number one topic of discussion today, let's talk about um, his record. First year, 2008, 11-5, which is a great first year. Uh, 2009, 9-7. 2010, 12 and 4, 2011, 12 and 4, 2012, Super Bowl year, 10 and 6, 10 and 6. Now, what I want you to keep in mind is that's when Flacco got paid. That's the year Flacco got paid. So now we look at 2013 after Flacco was paid, 8 and 8, 2014. 10 and 6. 2015, 5 and 11. 2016, 8 and 8. 2017, 9 and 7. 
you're looking real mediocre-ish, right? Right about right about in this tenure right here, real real 800-ish, you know, right around this time. I mean, I'm a 500, not 800, 500-ish, right not, right about that time. 2017, 9 and 7. 2018-10-6. You know what happened on the back end of 2018? Insert one, Lamar Jackson. I think Flacco got hurt. Maybe uh, then Lamar started playing after the bye, and they ran off like six straight, I think, and you know snuck into the playoffs and lost to the Chargers in the playoff game in Lamar's rookie season. 2019, genius. Eight MVP, uh, leads. I think he leads the league in touchdowns. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, with the number one seed, where I think it went wrong yet. They didn't play the starters that last week, so they had like three weeks off. And then we came back to play uh, Tennessee, I think, or Buffalo, or whoever it was. They just did. They just weren't sharp. I think it was Buffalo. They just weren't sharp, and things went bad. Then the next year, eleven and five. You no. Know, Won a playoff game, but lost in the second round to Buffalo again, maybe. Whoever we lost was who we lose in the second round that year after we beat Tennessee. We lost in the second round to somebody. But then you bounce back, and this is where the injuries and COVID and all other <laughs> drama that then then popped up in the flop. We go eleven and five. Eight and nine in twenty twenty one and ten and seven last year and how we got the ten wins last year, it, it puzzles blows my brain. It blows my brain completely. But that's that's Harbar that's Harbar Spiel. That's what um the his resume in Baltimore and that's where, you know, we are. Uh EDC's record I don't have stats up here for EDC, but it's hard to quantify stats for EDC because you don't know what Kyle Hamilton's gonna be like like down the road. You don't know what like he's gonna be down the road. You don't know what what the all his draft picks gonna be. Now we we do know some. Hollywood was a decent pick. Out of here. Didn't didn't want to be here anymore. And you know that's kind of why we're here to talk about it. Give me one second. Let me transition off of this off of Harbs on my screen. All right. Let me put the the numbers there. So now we ready. All right. Phone lines are open. I know a lot of people got um, issues with harps. You know, now's your chance to, to sound off, but I'm going to keep talking about them, and I'm going to go through the chat and kind of see, you know, what's going on in the chat box, and we'll talk about what you guys are talking about. But feel free to call in, get your get your um, comments about harps or EDC, or even, even if you want to go back to the two topics from Monday and Tuesday. You know, Monday we talked about Lamar asking for a trade. Don't feel, don't feel limited to um, – just that one topic. Lamar asking for a trade. Tuesday we talked about the wide receiver room. So, you know, that's how we doing it. That's how we doing it. Let me see. Let me pull my stuff up, back up. Make sure I'm right. There we go. There we go. There we go. All right. Let me go through this chat box. Here we go. Here we go. Maxing and relaxing. Uh, oh, we do. As soon as I get to the chat box, we get a, we get a call. Hold on, let me take them off hold. Let me take them off hold. Demar, what's good with you, Brody? 
Oh, hey, hey, you know I had to come through for this conversation <laughs> right here. I had to come through for this one. I, I, so the, well, obviously hey, the topic of the day is, is Harbaugh and, and, and EDC. Go ahead and tell me what you think about it. Hey, look, man, look. Hey, let me get started on this John Harbaugh catch. Let me tell you something. He got the most overrated career I've ever seen. Let me tell you something. <laughs> Did you hear when I was reading the numbers off? Hey, look, I, I listened to it. I really didn't even care because I already knew it. I, you know, I know it up and down, so I didn't even care. But let me tell you something. Everybody likes to talk about the Super Bowl, right? Mm-hmm. Do people forget what, we have, what had to happen for us to even get to that damn Super Bowl? We fired right? a coordinator. What is that? No, no, no. Hold on. Yeah, we had to fire the coordinator that he didn't want to do. Somebody mm-hmm. had to come, it had to come from the top. We had to force him to fire his friend. Sound familiar? Yeah, mm-hmm. right. Then, diddle diddle, Ray Rice up the middle. We had to get a fourth and twenty nine to even mm-hmm. get in the playoffs. Sure did. Then when we get in there, did people forget about the miracle of my heart? Yeah, uh, Jacoby Jones. Right. Then when we get in the Super Bowl, this front-running cat decide he want to fake a field goal. For what? For what? <laughs> like, I'm the smartest decision he made in that damn Super Bowl was the damn uh, the, the punt off the uh, the goal post. That was mm-hmm. the smartest decision he made in that whole damn uh, uh, Super Bowl. But, man, look. Hey, <laughs> hey look. You know, I got to – hey, look, I don't give uh, EDC as much. Uh, you know, flack is everybody else, man. Because I feel like it all starts with the scheme and the mm-hmm. person that that uh, hired the person or kept them in, in in charge of the scheme was John Harbaugh. Right. Hollywood was not bad. Like people like we people like to say, oh, we should have took DK, we should have took AJ Brown. Okay, that's cool. That's hindsight. But going into that draft, Hollywood was the consensus number one wide receiver on the board. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I I don't know if people forget that, but, like, that's a fact. Like, everybody said Hollywood was the best receiver on the board. And we got him. Mm-hmm. He left because of the scheme. Like, he didn't leave because of no other reason. It was the damn scheme. True. You know what I mean? And, like, people like to talk about the drops, right? But when you put context into it, okay, let me ask you this, right? Jamar Chase had a great rookie year, right? Mm-hmm. Sure did. Who led the league in drops? I, I don't know. Tell me. Did it, was it him? Jamal Chase. Jamal <laughs> Chase, right? Now, to put context into it, if he, what do you think his numbers would have looked like if he led the league in drops in our offense? Whew. He wouldn't have had that many opportunities. His numbers wouldn't have been <laughs> His numbers wouldn't have been you, good. You see where I'm going with it? You see where I'm going with it? So it's like, bro, like, I just feel like we've never really been able to fully evaluate our talent because of our scheme. Because of who employed them, bro. Like that's just how I look, man. That's the number one guy. That's my number. One. I'm the number. I'm Harvest's number one hater. I ain't gonna lie to you. <laughs> so, so let's talk about EDC and and the scheme. So, and this is where I kind of give him credit because they 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 bought in and and, and said Roman, we're gonna stick with you. We, you're gonna hear it out. So they went. And, in my opinion, went and got what Roman needed to run his offense. They went and got uh, Likely and Kohler. You know, to, to 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 fit the the mold of kind of Hayden Hurst and when Boyer was healthy, so to kind of give them that same 2019 offense, and it just it didn't. Lamar getting hurt didn't help, but it just didn't it didn't go back to 2019. It was you can't kind of replay that year and try to you've got to adapt. And they tried to go back to the 19 formula, and I don't know how much of it was 
just Lamar being hurt, but it just he, they just couldn't bring that same magic back because I guess the defense had adapted to a bunch of the stuff. And even though we threw some wrinkles in there, we just it just wasn't as, as effective as it was in 2019. Well, I mean, I say this. I don't think that EDC really wanted to go the Roman route. Mm-hmm. Like, and you could kind of tell that just from the way he was drafted. Like, just think about the players he drafted. You know, like, I I just don't think he wanted to go that Greg Roman route. But it's like you couldn't really move off of Roman after 2019. Like, because, you know, we would all say something if we, we would have got rid of the number one offense. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I felt like that was our chance to win a Super Bowl. Like, because we caught everybody on guard. Right. So that was our chance to win the Super Bowl. But I felt like EDC never drafted towards Roman scheme until that final draft. Like I think they – I I felt like he was just like, you know what, I'll just I'll draft to your, your scheme and, you know, that's just what we're going to rock with. No, because think about it, Coach. Like, you're not drafting Hollywood if you really are fully invested into Roman scheme. You would have took DK or AJ. You would have took the bigger receivers. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I felt like when he said he wanted to build a track team, I felt like when he said that, he wanted to go to a more spread offense. I didn't think he wanted to stick with that Roman stuff, uh, you know, as long as he did. Right. And so that that goes back to the, like, you know, seems like you're saying it's a power struggle between between EDC and, and Hawks as far as the direction. Hey, Coach, said this in the space before. I said – I felt like it was the situation in the movie Moneyball. You seen Moneyball? Yes, I have. I felt like it was the situation where the GM, he wanted to go in one direction, but the coach was like, no, like, Mm -hmm. I'm doing it this way. So, yeah, I I do think it was a power struggle, and I think it was probably an awkward situation since they, you know, they neighbors, they good friends, and all this other stuff. But where was EDC's leverage when, for one, he didn't get to pick his coach? Mm-hmm. And for two, we had a historic season. Right. And then after that, it was COVID and the rash of injuries. So it was like, how could you really, you know, validate moving off of Roman until that last year, you know? Gotcha. So, so I'm going to end it with this. Um, should their, their, their um, employment depend on what happens this year? Uh, not EDC, but maybe us. Because I felt like EDC and, and, and Ozzy, they've been together for how many years? Like, they've long... been – exactly. So, I look at it as EDC and and Ozzy still running stuff. Like, that's how I look at it. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, I appreciate it, man, for coming through. We all, we all know uh, how you feel. <laughs> and, and you did – I think you held back, but I appreciate it. <laughs> I, I, I definitely I, I know, I know how you feel. <laughs> I definitely held back. I was trying to keep it a little PG. You feel me? I definitely I, I, held back. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. I'll get over to you at the next one. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We're going to bring our second guy in. We're going to bring our second guy in. Let's see. Where is it? There it is. Oh, my bad. Hit the wrong button. There we go. Mr. Steven, how are you doing today? I'm doing good, Coach. How about yourself? I'm fine. I'm fine. It's good to hear your voice. Good to hear your voice. What you got about uh, EDC and, and Harps? What do you well, think about the topic uh, for today? Uh, it's, an, it's a good topic. Um, 
uh, talking about cleaning house. Um, yeah, I believe uh, DaCosta was hired by Ozzy Newsom. I think they've been together the biggest part of 30 years, 25, 30 years, something like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, and Ozzy is still a consultant, so I don't really make a distinction between EDC and Ozzy. I think they work together on that uh, that part of it. Um, now, Harbaugh, uh, let's see here. Where am I going to go with this? Um, Harbaugh doesn't call offensive and defensive plays. He is a, uh, I guess, what you would call the game manager or time management or whatever. Just mm-hmm. a decision. If we're going to give Harbaugh. Right. If we're going to give Harbs a lot of flack, I mean, going forward on the fourth downs and not kicking field goals would be a good place to start. Right. Uh, you know, there there was several of those that wound up uh, biting us in the butt. Uh, but we, you know, new offensive coordinator, new defensive coordinator. Um, again, I'm one of the ones that believe we still have an excellent team. Uh, we need just a few pieces. Uh, you know, the quarterback mess aside, I'm not going into that. Mm-hmm. That's not the topic today. Um, but, uh, you know, it it could be that Harbaugh is getting a little stale. Um, and it's happened to all the great coaches mm-hmm. uh, from time to time. Um, I, you know, Jerry – or not uh, – oh, uh, Jimmy Johnson, one some of, of these favorite. other coaches. <laughs> That's one now, of my do favorites. I think – yeah, now, do I think that he uh, needs to be, uh, you know, uh, sort of run out of town maybe if we don't do as well this year? No, I don't think so. I think you give him at least another year to try and get uh we've got the basis of our of our talent there. We've got our offensive line and everything pretty much straight. I'm really looking forward to seeing what Falele and some of these other draft picks that we got uh along that offensive line can do with a year under their belt. Mm-hmm. Uh and uh that that's basically uh, you know uh, all I've got um as far as that goes. Uh what are your thoughts on my on my take? I I I kind of have forgot about uh, Falele. Uh, I'm excited to see what he can do. Hopefully, he can. I think if he if his footwork gets better, gets better, he can stay a tackle. But if not, they can move him down to guard and let him compete with um, Cleveland for that that vacant left guard spot because I think Powers is the one that that left right. Ben Powers left. So I, I think if he, if his footwork is better, he can move down and, and compete for guard. Um, don't know how well. We, you know, that we're gonna leave. That's gonna leave us at, at right tackle. I think Moses is coming back. Moses ain't played bad, but he wasn't good either. He yeah, was. He definitely he was, he was hasn't played stellar. Yeah, he was. He was. He was. He was inconsistent. That's the word I use. Yeah, and, and and when he has a down day, he is freaking terrible. <laughs> He's <laughs> almost um, Villanueva-ish when he has a bad day, and we yes. know what Villanueva did that the year before that. Um, as far as having the, I think we do have a good core. I think the defense is solid. Um, I hope, and I know business-wise, they may do something with Patrick Queen to acquire some more draft picks. But I, re- I'm really—that's the one part of the team I'm really excited to see. With, with everybody starting off the year healthy, with Roquan there from day one, I'm excited to see how well the defense can play. You know, with the because at the end of the season, they were lights out. I had a lot of trust in deep, and they did a great job of holding people to. 12, 13, 20 points, you know, giving the offense a chance to win because, like Absolutely. you said, uh, Monday, we, we, I we believe we'll be better. We were in those yeah, games. I believe we're going to be much points. better on – yeah, I believe we're going to be much better on defense. I believe we'll be even more consistent this year. I mean, that's just, uh, you know, uh, me looking into the crystal ball, whatever. Mm-hmm. But – and also, I'm really excited to see what Munkin's going to do with this offense. 
Yeah. I've watched a ton of Georgia games. You know, they're always on uh, TV because, you know, two straight national titles. I love the way that that offense flowed with misdirection and different things that, that he was able to create with Bennett and those guys. And if we could get a little bit of that, get a little bit more consistency on offense, can we score 20 points, fellas? If that, we can that, get that was my number last year. Points, <laughs> we've got a lot of games won. Yep. That was the number I was shooting for, like, toward the end of the year. I'm like, if we can get to 20, 21, yeah. we got a chance to win. Yep. The key is, can we get there? <laughs> well, we'll see. Yeah. And, well, and we need to get to a point where we can have enough firepower to, when we do get behind, be able to crawl out of that hole. True. Because a lot of times, you know, we play with a lead and that defense locks down, mm-hmm. and then, you know, uh, we're waiting and waiting, and then the bottom falls out of it late and just kills us. One, one bad play. Yep. We got to get some, uh, got to get some distance, uh, you know, be able to score some more points. So we'll we'll see what happens. Yeah, it's almost like baseball. You had that that one bad in, we'll, we'll kill your game. <laughs> yep, yep. Uh, when when you uh, when they're, you're only uh, winning by three points or seven, no, we mm-hmm. need to put a, a couple more TDs in there. But uh, I'll that's go ahead and shut team. up. And listen, coach. Okay, I appreciate. Uh, I appreciate your time, and uh, we'll holler at you on the next segment. All right, thank you, thank you, thank you. Appreciate you, Stephen, for coming through. A lot of good points for Steve right there. Uh, let's go. Let's go to the next one. Next we have. Let's see. Appreciate it. Let me let me check that. Let me check that alert before I get to the next caller. One second. Let me check that alert. See what we got going here. If I can pull up the right screen, there it is. Recent events. Triple Double has subscribed. Appreciate it. Oh, I got a super chat too from my nun. I'm sorry, I missed it. I missed it. It said Harbaugh should get credit. Let me throw your, your super chat back up there, Anon. Harbaugh should get credit for adapting to Lamar's Lamar and his skills. EDC and Harbs grade is incomplete because the real test is to see if they can keep Lamar and bring the offense to the next level. All right. Now this is probably one of the first times in calls I'm getting to you. Give me one second. Let me cook for a second. Uh that I kind of disagree with uh Anon. He said uh, Harbaugh should get credit for adapting to Lamar and his skill set. Well, before they brought Roman in, I'm sorry, excuse me, before they made Roman the coordinator, he was already on the staff. And so all they did was when they, they, it was obvious Joe Flacco and Lamar got totally different skill sets. But Roman was just sitting there waiting, just sitting there in the cut, chilling. And when they decided to switch to Lamar, Roman just slid his playbook on over. And so then from that point on, they didn't adapt to, they just, you know what? They did kind of adapt a little bit. Now that I think about it, they adapted a little bit, but they just didn't grow the offense and move toward – basically, they kept the offense the same. They didn't move the offense toward a passing offense. They kept it basically – and I'm, I'm probably, you know, cracking jokes a little bit – 90% run, 10% pass. When it, and that worked in the beginning when we caught everybody off guard. But as from year to year, we should have that, – that, that balance should have leveled out. That balance should have leveled out, and not because we were behind – because, you know, we were winning. But when when you're behind, you got to throw the ball. And so those numbers are, are going to kind of be screwed. But he didn't – Roman didn't grow with Lamar. As Lamar got better as a passer, Roman's schemes or, or, or pass concepts didn't grow with Lamar. And I don't know if he doesn't have those higher-level concepts in his playbook or he just, just wanted to call what was safe. Because when I go back and watch games afterwards – there are a lot of the same play calls just over and over in different situations, but it looked the same. 
The concepts are the concepts are the same, just different formations. And that's to me, that's a high school mindset. Mindset, and I say that because I did high school. In high school, we just try to formation people to death. But we're in the same place to keep it simple because your time is limited with kids. They got to be out of there by seven. You don't have much meeting time. You got to have study hall. You you, you got to keep it simple. And you, the easiest thing to, to give the high school kids is formation. But we talking about the rape. So let's get to our next call. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let me get them a whole. Seven eight six. You up? What's your name? What you got for the show? Hello, coach. How's it going? Uh, my good. name's Lewis. How you doing, Lewis? Very good. Very good. Congratulations on your ventures. Been following you for a long, long time. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you. The first live show I was able to call into. I had to rewatch the other two because I was working, but. I'm like, saying oh, he's going live now. I'm gonna join up. <laughs> it's, it's gonna be Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday at the same time. All right, perfect. Uh, I was just, I, I like what everybody was saying. Just in general, I feel like uh, EDC gets a lot of slack, specifically after this. Um, you know, everything has been going on with Lamar. Uh, some of it is, you know, deserved. Uh, sadly, with the way that they've handled the situation, but I do think, you know, both parties are kind of at a standstill. And, you know, I, I want to preface this by saying Lamar is the first jersey I ever spent any of my hard-earned money on. <laughs> he is by far the most exciting player I have ever seen on the offensive side of the ball. Mm-hmm. And probably my favorite player I've ever seen aside from Ed Reed. So uh, I continue that with saying, like, you know, uh, Ed Reed, um, not Ed Reed, sorry, uh, EDC, he's, he's had some struggles. But I feel like his drafts have been – pushed to the wayside just because he hasn't been able to find Lamar that receiver. Mm-hmm. But in general, I think his drafts are pretty pretty decent for the most part. We had, you know, we've had some late round hits, you know, obviously not no stars, but, you know, solid rotation players, whether that's Geno Stone, whether that's Broderick Washington, um, you know, Travis. Like, last year's draft was great specifically to Patrick Queen. Like, that Patrick Queen draft was phenomenal almost from top to bottom. Mm-hmm. It's just no no – tall tail star. Now, on the other hand, I, I I used to get ran through the mud, especially on Reddit, when I said Harbaugh should have been fired a long time ago. Well, he was he was on the verge of being fired before Lamar got put in there. It was publicly, yeah. it was publicly known. And, and and that's my situation. Nothing against Harbaugh as a coach. You know, I think he – the way I can put it is I think his, his time with the team is was just – in my yeah, opinion, it I was agree. I agree with you. I agree with you. He got his 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 message was stale. Exactly. That that's kind of how I felt because uh, specifically, um, the way I view him, he's not an X's and O's coach. He's more of a of a motivator, mm-hmm. of a leader. And I just felt personally in this day and age, if your coach isn't providing no X's and O's value, where he can override his offensive coordinators or override his defensive coordinators, then. I just personally don't want that man as, as my coach. You know, it's, it's okay, and there's nothing to him. But like you said, Greg Roman, 2019, we lit the league on fire because nobody knew what was coming. And then we're in 2023, and we were running the same exact things we ran in 2019. Yep. <laughs> it's been four years, no yes, adjustment. Some of that is on Roman. Some of that is on Harbaugh. Even uh, I saw you post up the graphic of some of them earlier years when we had uh, – after we paid Flacco, if mm-hmm. you notice, the only year we were decent was the year we had Gary Kubiak as an OC. Yep. <laughs> and th- and that's basically what it comes down to with Harbaugh. If if his OCs can get us going, then he looks like a great coach. But 
because he doesn't provide any value on that side of the on that side of the field, and that's kind of my my knock on him, I guess. I don't know how to how to say it any better than that. But I, I'm excited to see what Todd Munkin does because it's a breath of fresh air. Mm-hmm. I hope Lamar's here, and at the same time, I hope he gets paid. So if if, it, if it's if him if it's him getting paid somewhere else, by all me by all be I think we'll be fine without him. But obviously, I think we'll be much better with him. So I can't even you know. It's a tough situation we're in this year. Hundred percent agree. Let me ask you this question. Um, let's say Lamar is gone. Say Lamar does not play. What do you mm-hmm. think uh, offensively? You know, we we can do. Do you think we're going to be trash, or how do you think the team is going to function without Lamar? So that, that's a very interesting question because I feel like a lot of that is going to have to do with what direction we go in in the draft. Mm-hmm. Um, because. Like, like you know, we've stated, I feel like EDC has also done what his duty as a GM. He's been drafting for the needs of his OC at the time, whether it was tight end heavy or run-centric offense, mm-hmm. you know. But he, he's still hitting those positions. Like, you know, we just got um, the left guard. He just got paid. I, I can't remember his name now. Uh, Powers. Uh, to my fault. Ronnie Stanley. Oh, the left guard is Powers, yes. The left guard is Powers, yes. yes. Yeah. Powers, he just got paid by Denver. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Isaiah likely look, looks looks to be headed in the right direction. Uh, Kolar, I like him coming out too. J.K., like we've, we've drafted players to fit in this play style. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm curious to see how much of this offense is going to be – I want to see what the splits are because right. while we still have the personnel to be a run-heavy offense, I don't think that doesn't mean we can't be an effective passing offense. Even just with Bateman last year, a, a lot of you know a lot of people, and rightfully so. As soon as Lamar got hurt, our points per game went down. But even uh, while Lamar was in there those last couple of weeks without Bateman, the offense was looking really rough. And that's just because Bateman provides something at receiver that we you know his hands might not be the best, but like the man was saying, Jamar Chase led the league in drops as a rookie. He was still right. you know best rookie receiver. Right. We can work on the hands, but the separation, the space he creates between level you know, between the intermediate levels for Andrews, for, for Likely, for all these players, mm-hmm. is irreplaceable for this team. So I'm I'm super excited to see where this offense goes. I think the defense is on its way to being elite. Right. Again, even with the loss of Calais, and, and I do think we need some corner help specifically. And I'm curious to see because this draft feels a lot like uh, last year's draft in hindsight where – we have a good team, but we got certain players that got to get paid. And if those players don't get paid, we might have some draft day trades. So, you know, just because we're picking at 20-something now doesn't mean we that's going to be our only pick. Right. <laughs> this is what I'm trying to get. So it's going to be an exciting draft yet again, as mm-hmm. it always is for the Ravens. But I'm curious to see what you think of the Aguilar pickup, because I, I can't really tune into that yesterday. I thought he's a decent three. If he's going to be a three. That's the thing. Yeah. We we thought yeah. we thought D Rob was gonna be the three. He ended up being the one. Yeah. So if, if if he's going to be the three, I think it would be a good you know a good fit. But this they those guys like that end up being the one for us for some reason, whether it be production, injury, or something. But I, if he can if he can if we can stay healthy and he stay in the three role, yeah, well, I think we'll be straight. But I appreciate um, I appreciate yeah, you, Lewis. And um, no I got Thank one you. more guy behind you, so um, we'll be back Monday. So you know, check out. We'll hopefully the weekend provide us with plenty of topics. So we'll have Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday of next week. So I appreciate you for calling through. 
I thank you for listening because you mentioned listening Monday and Tuesday. So I want to say thank you, thank you, thank you. No problem. Thank you, Coach. All right. And go you for usual. <laughs> <laughs> we got one more caller left, but before I get them in here, I do want to go over a few more of the the kind of the, the, the setup or whatnot. So obviously I, I said the show was from um, 4.30 to 5. And what I do is if you get in the call queue before 5, I lock it, and I don't. I still continue on past 5. The thing is, is once, it, once I lock it, I'll unlock it. That's that's kind of where we at. So if you can get in the queue and can stay in there, if if depending on how late you get in there, just because I, I know you can still hear the show was going on, just get there, and hang, and once I, I'm gonna lock it at five. Now I'm gonna unlock it here for a second because I see a couple people popping up, but just for us for future references, you know, you know, at five it's gonna lock, and then if you're in there at five, we still gonna get to your call. We're not just gonna shut the show down because it's five o'clock. So as long as you get in the in the call conference before five. You're still good. I just want to throw it out there just just so we know. But I know I got it's two numbers that keep popping up, so I'm going to unlock it and try to let them in. I'm going to lock it back. But now I'm going to come to my main man. Mayor, you up. What's good with you? Hello, hello, hello. What up, Coach? What's good with you? How you doing? I'm all right. This is Melvin. I know. I, I called your name. <laughs> oh, I, I, I didn't hear you say it, Coach. Well, look, Coach, as far as Coach Harbaugh and, and, and EDC, the only problem I got with EDC, he put all his eggs in one basket. Mm-hmm. Now, if you think back to when that Miami game, Coach, the offense looked explosive in that game. Sure did. And Miami had dominated them a year ago. So, in that case, I give zero his critic, he made adjustments on it. Mm-hmm. He made adjustments. He didn't let the the blitz beat him like it was. But when Bateman went down, that that that's like D is going down on the bill. They ain't going nowhere then. Right. Especially once LJ went down. But as far as like the only way I made the only, I just want to talk about the LJ thing because I'm gonna be honest. Go ahead. That's cool. Lamar. That's because. Fine. With Lamar, I get what he's doing right now if Joe Burrow, Herbert, and all them standing with him, mm-hmm. demanding that guaranteed money. If he out there by himself, he ain't going to win that fight alone, Coach, especially without an agent. I don't know about the agent part, but if like I agree with you, if the other players ain't in there with him, he probably ain't going to win that fight. But it's been coming out like, that he ain't like, on that guaranteed money, though. It's been coming out lately he ain't on that. They, they got to pay Hurts because if I'm not mistaken, this going to be his last year of his contract. Because mm-hmm. Hurts was a second-round pick, so he ain't got no fifth year Right. So if, so if Hurts signed a contract, Coach, and it ain't guaranteed, that hurt Lamar. Mm-hmm. If it ain't at least $200 million guaranteed, that's going to hurt Lamar. So, so I think Lamar really trying to just serve the pot to get anybody interested at this point because mm-hmm. – the only way he going to get the money he demanded, it going to take more than one person to be bidding on Because mm-hmm. these owners don't want to give up their control. They, yeah. they they don't. It's hard to tell a man what to do. It's even harder when he's a billionaire. Exactly. Exactly. They became billionaires saying no a lot. Yep. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, so it's going it, to be hard for Lamar. He's he, he fighting against how long the NFL been around. He's fighting against years yeah, of, right. of, of, of people trying to get this dumb. This, this. Like, that's why I get what Brandon, what Brandon Marshall say. 
what the rest of these these, these quarterbacks is. Mm-hmm. He gonna need help. He ain't gonna be able to get that by himself. I, I agree with you, hundred percent. These owners, like for example, Cole, as far as Harbaugh goes, the Ravens should have they best chance to win the Super Bowl one twenty nineteen when they went fourteen and two to me. Mm-hmm. It was that year after that when they played Buffalo in the divisional round. Mm-hmm. That's that's the year we beat Tennessee in the first round, right? Huh? That's the year we beat Tennessee in the first round, right? Yeah, yeah, that's the year mm-hmm. they beat Tennessee in the first round. Mm-hmm. If Lamar don't throw that pick six, coach, and if it ain't windy and Justin Tucker don't miss them kicks. Yep. <laughs> we talking about a whole different story there, yo. Yep. You get what yep. I'm saying? Because cause that pick six hurt that pick six hurt Baltimore. It's like every year is a turnover in the in the fourth quarter that that's a that's a bad crush. Yeah, and, and I, think, I, I don't think that was in the fourth quarter, but it, it was it, it hurt because we didn't get back on track yeah, after. Because, if, I, if, because if I'm not mistaken, that next drive, uh, it wasn't too many drives later that Lamar got the concussion. Yep, and was gone for the rest of the game. So, so it was downhill from there. But as far as as Coach Harbaugh, I mean, it's hard to it's hard to critique him because the Ravens has always been competitive. Mm-hmm. No matter who been that quarterback, it's been a competitive team. Yeah. And last year, every game that Lamar played in, the Ravens was up by at least two scores in the full quarter. We definitely. So I get You get what I'm saying? They were lead the lead and blown lead. So I get the move for for Roquan because you need the help on the defensive side. Let's just, mm-hmm. I mean, that's just what it is. The defense was was causing us games. Yep. The defense was calling this game. We needed a leader to, to to hold people accountable. If we win half of those games, them early games that we blow leads in, we not we not the last the last people in. We not playing. So might have been, we might, we might even have a well, might even win the division. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. So so I mean, it, 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 the NFL, I mean, really football is luck of the draw. Mm-hmm. It take a little love to get to. It take a little love to get to the Super Bowl. I, I agree. You can even look at the the last time they won the Super Bowl with Joe Flacco. Mm-hmm. Nobody thought. I thought that game in Denver was over, Coach. <laughs> we all did. I thought that game was over. Everybody thought that game was over, man. You know what I'm saying? Did. It got to the point where people started thinking that that the, the league was was stiffy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> just to get just to let Ray go out on top. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I knew once they beat that the Denver that year that the Ravens were going to the Super Bowl. Yep. I knew that. I wouldn't even worry about the Patriots after this. Yeah, that was like you said. You because, gotta have luck sometimes. You got to. Yeah, it takes it, 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 it take talent, coach. Don't get me wrong, but mm-hmm. but it also takes a little luck of the draw. And you got to be healthy. And you got to be healthy. So mm-hmm. so I get. I, I hate like I, in my opinion, coach. I would have got rid of zero. After that, 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 that 2020 season, mm-hmm. when they lost to Buffalo, because three points that's unacceptable. That, I, I don't care who the quarterback is. You got to get the lead set up for points. Right. No Flacco got a whole bunch of field goals off just throwing the ball up to Torres Hill and getting the <laughs> PI. You yep. know what I'm saying? It's set up for for, for you to score. Three yep. points ain't acceptable. It's yep. not. It's not. And Zero, in my opinion, he would have had to go in. He out of here. Everybody don't feel it. Go, I'm sorry. That fam- they, they, that family, that family tie. 
I appreciate you, Melvin. Yeah, that, that's the only fault I got with, 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 with Harbaugh, though, Coach. He, 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 he take care of people. You're a great friend. <laughs> great friend. Great friend, Coach. I, uh, hey, Coach, if you got a friend like Harbaugh, you all right, Coach. Exactly. Whatever will be all right. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> well, I appreciate it, man. I got one more one more behind you. I'm going to let them you know, say what they got, and uh, just make sure you hit us up next week, too. All right, all right, Coach. Appreciate it. Appreciate you, Melvin, for calling in. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. All right. All right. Last one of the day. Let me lock this. All right. Let me come to you. Five one three. Five one three. You're up. Who I got and uh, what you got for the show? Oh, I'm calling from Cincinnati. I've just been watching it. Um, I just wanted to know what you think about the um, Lamar mm-hmm. situation with the, with the with the answering the tweets. Last night. And all that, yeah. So I will say this. I will say this. I didn't see it when it was happening. And I'm going to plug something on Netflix, and it, they ain't paid for this. But there's a show on Netflix called The, the Darkest Something that I've been, like once I finish these three streams, I've been locked in on it. So I didn't see any of that until this morning. And the little bit I was able to see between my classes, I think it's to the point where he – really wants people to stop trashing his name. And so now he feels like, because I don't know what, does he have a PR person on his team or not or what, but it feels like he's decided, okay, I'm not going to let these people continue to to bash my name and, and say stuff about me and run with this narrative and me not say nothing about it. Because I know me personally, and I'm a, I'm a kind of, I'm a laid back person. If If somebody's constantly coming at me, coming at me and, speaking bad about my name or speaking ill or providing false narratives, eventually I'm going to get mad and say something. And I just feel like he's in that same boat. He's to the point where, you know, he's just tired of people talking about him. And I don't necessarily think he's tired of the Ravens talking about him because they officially ain't said nothing. But he's just tired of, like, different media outlets talking about him and saying stuff and running with it. And then, because, you know, some people live and die by what the four-letter networks say, if that being ESPN and all, all them cats. Some people live and die by what they say. They take it as, as truth. And a lot of them people that, that say that stuff, excuse me, they don't have, they don't do the research. They have young interns doing stuff for them, and they just come say whatever the intern gave to them. Case in point, for instance, a couple of years ago, uh, I'm sure an intern gave uh, Stephen A. Smith this stuff about Hunter Henry being like the best tight end, you know, for the Chargers. But Hunter Henry had been on IR the entire year, hadn't played a snap. So that, hey, they don't get a chance to watch everybody like like, like me. All I'm watching is, the, is and I'm not saying I'm better than them, but all I watch is the Ravens. So I kind of got a general idea of what's going on with the Ravens. The, them people that's on TV and, and, and they they may have an inside track with somebody or somebody shot them a text or something like that. A lot of them, they just be capping for, for clicks and likes. There's a few people out there, and I'll give you the one main person that I really mess with, mess with as far as when it comes to the NFL. That's Josina Anderson, and then as far as for Raven content, it's Jeff Zariba. Those two, those are my two people that I kind of, I guess the word would be trust what they say. Because even, even a lot of stuff Stephen A. say, you know, it's it's to get ratings. Stephen A. is a businessman, and he bought ratings. That's that's what he bought. He know he's the biggest commodity over there ESPN, and he got to say what he carried the show by himself, basically. He got to be controversial to get people to watch and tune in and say, ah, that's what, what Shannon's kind of turning into. I, I hate to say it. 
That's what Shannon's turning to. Shannon's turning. Shannon used to be everybody on. And a lot of them players ain't messing with Shannon like he's talking about no more, especially after what he did to Julio Jones. So it's it's. I he, he's just trying to control and back to Lamar. He's just trying to control, or yeah, to control the narrative, to have a part of the narrative about what people are saying about him, so he can basically give the fans the truth, whether he end up staying or leaving. Because whichever way it goes, it's gonna be some fans mad. And so he's just trying to, I guess, have it to where the truth's out there, and you can make your own decision based off what the truth is. So, do you think? He needs an agent or somebody out there, a representative out there speaking for him. Mm. Now, see, that's 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 where I I, I kind of want to say I don't know because I've never been involved with with big money deals like that. I don't know what um, how much I don't know exactly how much the agent would do for him. I just I personally don't know, so I can't say he need one or he don't need one. But it's it's obviously that. The agent is kind of being pushed to the side because more and more, especially with the 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 rookie, the way the rookies are set up, you pretty much wherever you drafted, that slot's kind of guaranteed to what you're supposed to get. So agents are trying to be slid out because you know Roquan did his own deal, um, Lamar's trying to do his own, and there are other people that have done their own deals. I can't, I don't know off the top of my head because again, I focus mostly on the Ravens, but an agent probably could help him. But he's going to be selective in what he takes as far as endorsements and whatnot. So you're basically trying to cut out the middleman. And if you got to have a middleman, why not, why not let that be somebody you trust, somebody that's been with you for 25 years, being your mom? Now, I don't know how much experience she got in this thing, but you can learn. Look at what LeBron did with, with his homeboy, Rich Paul. He pulled him up and said, look, you're going to be the agent. Go learn how to be the agent. And now Rich Paul, one of the the premier sports groups in in you know, in sports, with, with clutch sports. That that was my next, that was my next thing because he he seems like he um, he went on record saying how much he uh, admires LeBron and you know how he did his thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, well, if LeBron he he did get an agent though, you know, which mm-hmm. um, uh, Paul he didn't go to school for it, but he 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 did build the you know, build the agency and everything mm-hmm. and been through all that. And he has players. And I'm like, I'm thinking, well, why wouldn't you just go with somebody even? Or just go with them. Yeah, because most of the people that are saying he doesn't need an agent, even even the people on TV, like the sportscasters, mm-hmm. they got agents. Yep. <laughs> and so do. I'm like, how are you telling him not to get an agent and that and that doesn't matter and all this, but you got an agent yourself. I mean, Brandon Marshall, I'm listening to him. He pro Lamar and he needs to do this, but he got an agent. Yep. You know, even even LeBron, is, is, and you know he the face of the, of the NBA, he he knew he needed an agent, though. Yeah. Now, I think LeBron's situation is different. I think LeBron LeBron has an agent, but that agent is also his his homeboy. Exactly. So, so technically, technically he got an agent, but it's rich. So you know that might that might be the one, the outlier because he, he rich working for LeBron, but they really partners. So LeBron really gonna say what he wants. LeBron can handle his own. He's LeBron savvy enough to he made so many moves, man. LeBron brought the best businessman out there. 
Okay. That's what I'm saying. So if he, even because he respects LeBron and what he did, so I'm like, okay, then use his format. Use mm-hmm. his format. You know, and not saying your mama could be right there with him. Yep. You know, you know, and just using her instincts and and possibly even teaching her some things, you know, some negotiations or whatever. And yeah. I'm just wondering about that. And not only the contract, but like you said, the just the um, PR, like mm-hmm. the public relations. Mm-hmm. Got somebody speaking for him, so when they coming out with all these narratives, he don't have to, you know, say anything. So yeah. you never know what he's thinking. You know, I think he was doing better when you just didn't know what was on his mind? It seemed like he he letting these people get to him, and I don't even think I don't even know if it's so much the media. I think it's the fans. You know, mm-hmm. he 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 felt the love, and now it seems like they just turning on him because you know one by one it, it used to be where it was just like split, and then yeah. even the people that was for him, oh, I was the, you know I was all for Lamar, but this, and now they just moving on and. It seemed like his feelings is hurt, and I, mm-hmm. I'm just feeling bad for him because he is a talent that I want to continue to see because I wasn't following the Ravens. But when I saw him, it's just like he brought uh, – he resurrected. He mm-hmm. resurrected the Ravens, you know, and he just did something for the NFL, period. I mean, because it was during COVID mm-hmm. when – you was able to just t- turn it on, and he he was like a joy to see. Took yep. your mind off all that. I mean, he was even making a, a, a I'm I'm Bengals. He <laughs> he had us on highlights. I'm like, oh lord, this is gonna be uh, <laughs> on, on on the highlights. And sure enough, it was like on the highlights forever and ever and ever. And I just I had been watching them since Louisville, and I'm I, I'm like, he gonna be something special. And it was just a joy to see when he got in the NFL that he was doing everything that I thought he could do and he could do more mm-hmm. he could do more but I think he just has gotten caught up in the business of the NFL mm-hmm. where football right now it ain't fun for him no more and I just I just hope it doesn't kill his you know his spirit yeah his and spirit I, 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 that's I'll, what I'm seeing I'll, I'll, I'll close with this and being a, a guy that's coached high school high school football for tw- for twenty years, he was playing in the NFL with the joy of a young high schooler, you know, that didn't have to worry about the business side of it. And now that he's got to the point where he's had he's he has to deal with the business side of him, I hundred percent agree with you. It looked like his joy is not there. He, he his his excitement for the game, his love for his teammates, his um competitiveness, that's what you see out of 16-, 17-, 18-year-old boys that football is their life. That That's what you see out of them. Like, they don't have any other care but football, and they love it that much. That's what you were seeing out of Lamar. Now, lately, you don't necessarily see that. So I'm, I'm, I'm in the boat with you. I just hope the business part of it has not spoiled him on the game because I, I can tell by the way he plays the game, he loves it. Because when he's out there, he's giving you his all. I'm not saying other people don't, but you can see that he's doing everything in his power to try to get a W. And when he don't win, people want him to be this, this, this. Um, I don't know what kind of person they want him to be, but I'm exactly like Lamar. 
I don't want I don't feel like I'm talking to you or I don't I don't I'm not going to be this the, the happiest person after I lose. I hate losing at anything. I hate losing at marbles. I hate losing at Monopoly. Like my kids beat me in Monopoly a couple of times and I, I don't talk to them for a minute. <laughs> so well, I, I understand where saying, he comes from. He need, he need, he need a representative because a good agent or a good lawyer or whomever would say, you know what, don't even worry about that. that. That's just like having insurance. You know how they tell you, you know, if you have a car accident, <laughs> And they be like, well, you got insurance. That's what you got insurance for. You don't worry about all, you know, all that other stuff. And that, mm-hmm. that's how I feel like an agent would be a, like a buffer for him where he can get back focused mm-hmm. on the game and get that love back. You know, mm-hmm. he ain't got to worry about the business side of that. And it, that's, it's all up to him, though. It's, I mean, because he can, I mean, I ain't trying to count his pockets, but he got it to, to get an agent. But maybe he just on principle. He want to do it by himself. He want he don't want to have to depend on nobody. He could be that type of person. There's a lot of those type of people in the world, and he may just want to do it by himself and set, set the president of, you know, I we don't need an agent. Which and I know agent and we we didn't talk about agents Monday, but agents are part of what's against him too because they don't want him to get that huge deal without an agent, and then it looks like the agents can start to be faded out. That's and they part of it too. So I don't know what role they playing, but they part of it too because it's it's. It's a big, it's a big cash cow, and it, and everybody don't want to be cut out. I personally, if I was an agent, I wouldn't want to be cut out of it too. So I'm, you know, say it like that. <laughs> yeah, I, pre- I get it. So maybe, maybe again, he might go back. Maybe some of the old, old school, the people that he that he does trust. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe they'll reach out to him and just kind of give him, give him some, some words of encouragement and also some advice. You know, like I said, if he respect LeBron and he's he see, you know, you got a model right there right. that you see something that has worked. Yep. You know what I mean? You don't have to reinvent the wheel. You already see something that works. Yep. And he so and he, he's friends with LeBron too. He's been on LeBron's show. I saw it. I mm-hmm. saw it. I saw it, and he told him. He said, "I respect what you've done, and you know, I want to be like that. I want to yeah. do that." So I'm like, "Okay, then here's a model for you. Then if he needed an agent, or he used an agent, then use the one he's using, or or uh, somebody ask him who 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 would he uh, recommend." Mm-hmm. I mean, even like with Deshaun Watson, I I don't know the situation, but. If he got whoever his agent is that got him that deal with with all he had going on, <laughs> right? I somebody and I did see, I saw somebody on TV said that that, that whoever's Deshaun Watson agent is should be paid with with or should have a ton of clients because, like you said, to get that deal with all that that he had going on, it's crazy. Exactly. 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 Yeah, I just wanted to say that, and uh, I like what you're doing. I like your show. I've been watching it. Like I said, I've been kind of going back and forth because I've been following the uh, Ravens, and I've been watching him, and and I kept telling my friend, I'm like, he like a one-man show. (laughs) I was like, he's just a one-man show. So she hadn't been watching it until she saw uh, when Huntley Huntley. In with the Bengals with mm-hmm. that, the fumble. that playoff game, yeah, mm-hmm. the fumble, and um, I told her, I said, yeah, I said, but she was like, well, he was good. I was like, he ain't Lamar. 
She's like, well, he did a good job, I said, but that's because they didn't put all of what they put on Lamar. You know, they didn't even plan it. It's almost like they ran a whole different thing. They did, you know, it wasn't it wasn't run heavy, and 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 Lamar the number one runner. You know, like it's crazy that you say that because I was me and a bunch of other people saying the same thing. Like the playbook, like I had a playbook named Lamar and a playbook named Huntley, and they had two separate schemes in them. But. <laughs> exactly. So that's what I told. Her. I said that's why it looked different. I said because if they use what they use for Huntley with Lamar, then <laughs> you know I said then um, Lamar would look like ten times better than Huntley. I said, but they don't do that. I said they use Lamar and everything is focused on Lamar. So all they have to do, all the defenses have to do is stop Lamar, put a spy on Lamar, stay on Lamar. That's it. I said, and eventually that's going to wear out. I said, it's just going to wear out. So I just wanted to say that. And and, and the fumble, it it wasn't Huntley's fault because he shouldn't have never had the ball in his hands anyway. (laughs) You're right. You're right. We're going to end it on that right there. I appreciate you. I appreciate right. you. Have All a good right. rest of your day. Okay, you too. Bye. Great, great call to um, 